Welcome, friends, to Roundtable Radio, produced by Roundtable Writers, where artists support artists. Our multi-generational and multi-genre community is always open to new members. Go to www.roundtablewriters.org to learn more. If you enjoy our community and the projects we do, please consider donating the price of a monthly coffee by signing up on our Ko-fi page at ko-fi.com slash roundtablewriters. Thanks for listening. From poetry and the profound to practical portraits of the writing life, from genres of the fantastic and romantic to matters of the stalwart dramatic, welcome to Roundtable Radio, a Roundtable Writer's production. Soft breezes blowing, new green and glowing sun, warmly shining, melting the snow. Brooklets a hurry onward, they scurry down to the ocean gleaming below. Wake, oh my heart, and join in the song, new life is stirring, earth is reborn. For love is swelling, gay carousing, sorrow and gold must go. Welcome, friends, to Round Table Radio. My name is Odin Hartshorn Halverson, and I am the co-founder of Round Table Writers, alongside Kyle Matthews. As always, you can go to www.roundtablewriters.org to learn more about who we are and what we do, and you can also find the link to our Discord community there. Today, I want to focus on getting your writing read. There's a lot of advice out there for this sort of thing, but as an experienced editor who has worked for several different literary magazines, I've got a pretty good sense for how this process works and for some of the the main pitfalls that writers can stumble into. But first, the most important piece of advice I can actually offer is, is really simple. Be proud of your work. If you like your work, someone else might also like your work. I read pieces by people who had plenty of publishing credits to their name, and their, their submission didn't necessarily make it beyond the first round of reading. If it's clear that this wasn't a story that they didn't really care about, then why should I care about it? There was the sense that they were submitting it to my magazine or my journal because they were submitting it everywhere, not because they felt like it was really right for us. That sort of thing is something you get a feel for as an editor once you start reviewing hundreds of submissions a week. When you care about a piece of writing that you create, you treat it differently. For one thing, you you take care of the piece during the submission process. You take the time to do your research before you submit. There, there are a myriad of little ways that you can show an editor that you really care about the piece. And then even if you're not necessarily going to get that piece accepted, the editor is going to think about you and your work differently. So five questions you can ask yourself from now on whenever you're submitting work are, is this the right journal or magazine for my piece? What sort of work does this journal or magazine normally accept? And, and do you like it? Have you read at least three of their issues? And yes, you really should read some of what they already publish. Do you know where your piece would fit into their journal or magazine? And who are the actual editors? What do they write? What is their website like? Um, you know, what sort of work have they worked on before? And who should you specifically address your query to from among those editors? 
Now, I wish that it also went without saying that you need to carefully double check your submission for grammar and spelling mistakes before submission. Uh, from personal experience as an editor, I must unfortunately state that this needs significant stressing. Check your spelling and grammar before you submit. <laughs> uh, a few mistakes are normal, but there's a big, big difference between something polished and a first draft. See, this is all about how an editor knows if you're proud of your work. If the fundamental quality of your writing is good, then the editor will take notice. Now, maybe your piece is still going to get rejected. Okay. But making sure that it's polished will fundamentally change the way you and your work are viewed. Is your submission the sort of thing that instantly gets tossed back into the slush? Well, att attaching your name to that sort of work just doesn't help you. But even if it gets rejected in the end, a piece that shows real promise and care might be the sort of thing that an editor remembers. They might pause the next time you submit, just to be sure that they take a good look at your new work. Without knowing it, by submitting work that you love, you could be making friends. Now, it's not always easy to tell if your work is good. I get that. On top of that, submitting requires a huge, huge amount of effort. Exploring the markets, doing your research on specific journals, preparing the dozens of query letters you'll need for each and every single piece, and actually getting going through the submission process itself can be, it can be grueling. It can be demoralizing. This is something that most writers would rather not do. They'd rather spend their time writing. But the sad truth is, is that because of that, many writers end up sort of half-arsing it. They cut corners, they submit generic letters, or submit shotgun style to as many semi-related journals as they can without even taking a look at a single piece that that journal has published. And worse still, many submit their work way before it's ready. There was nothing, truly nothing worse for me as an editor than seeing a piece come along that was almost good, but which had really not been given the time that it needed to mature. And so therein lies my next and, and perhaps most important advice. Like a fine wine or a scotch, you've got to let your story rest. Once you finish that first draft of your piece, let it sit for a day. Let it sit for a week. Return to it and give it the very first serious edit only after that rest. When you do that edit, Read it aloud. You know, do all the proper things that all the articles about writing tell you to do. Then share it with a trusted friend or a writing buddy. Ask them to offer an intensive critique. And make sure you give them some time to get back to you. Maybe give them a few weeks. Remember, everyone is busy. And frankly, slowing down your process of editing and submitting is not a bad thing. During that time... Concentrate on writing new pieces. That's really where you can get that writing time in. Now, once you have your feedback from whoever you've given it to, get back to editing. You know, work on those critiques. Try to figure out how to come up with interesting and innovative ways to solve the problems that your writing buddy or critique partner gave you. And then after editing, give your story a couple more days to rest and mature. 
then do a final edit to polish things, mostly just the grammar and spelling, just one last run. It never hurts. Now, with a little luck, once you kind of get this process down, and if you have a, a kind of critique community that you can rely upon, you could have this entire editing and polishing phase done in under a month. It's that final space, though, at the end, after you've done all of your main edits, where you take that little rest, when you've done all the workshopping, that's what makes the difference. Never, never submit on the fly. You've got to make sure that what you're submitting is the best work that you can create. Now, the other side of all of that is don't let it sit for too long either. A story does eventually need to be freed. Don't don't workshop a piece to death. Make sure it's been given time to rest. But, you know, don't force feed it the whole bottle of sleeping pills. Eventually, you are going to have to submit your work even if it doesn't quite feel ready. And that's where things can get a little difficult. There's a, there's a balance that you've got to achieve here that can take a lot of time and patience to figure out. But I guarantee that once you learn that balance... It's going to take you places. One of the writing instructors at the MFA I attended gave me a good piece of advice regarding the nature of submissions and rejections. And that advice was this. That 20 submissions of a single piece is barely getting started. It's only once you hit 100 of that one piece and you still have nothing but rejections that it's time to take another look at your work. Maybe that story then needs to be retired, or maybe there's a significant rewrite, or maybe some of those editors have gotten back to you with notes saying, hey, this piece is missing something, and that's what you've got to focus on. But give it that 100 submissions. It's a, it, it feels like a huge number, but I guarantee you it's the most important number there is. All right, Give yourself that space, that time. Now, this also gives you an idea of the sheer number of journals that you should be looking at for any given piece. And I hope it also kind of gives you a sense of the resilience that you're going to need to build if you want to make it as a writer. So, look, at the end of the day, whatever you do, don't give up. Rejections are going to happen, and they're going to happen way more than your submissions. So learn to roll with it. Get excited by the, the, those moments when you get a rejection that are personal. You know, lift up your friends who are getting acceptances or rejections. Let them know how proud you are of them no matter what. And that's going to feed back into you. Build a community that supports you. Meanwhile, get your research done on the major 50 or so journals you think might be good for your genre and your style. And then just keep writing. That's what you love to do anyway, right? Submit new stories to all those journals. Finish the draft on one story. Make sure that you've got at least at least three more in the process of being written. It takes that much work to get yourself out there. It really does. But in the end, I think it's worth the effort. You deserve it. Your, your writing deserves it. And trust me, your editors are going to thank you for every submission that clearly bears the marks of your time, your energy, and your love. All right, now, in that vein, I want to close with a poem. This is Editing the Moon by Caroline Caddy. What's it doing there, appearing small but full in the black trickery of the she-oak? 
Last month it was over the sea, nodal wide north south almanac swing, learning how it moves, phases, locations, is like being told the existence of algebraic curves, pearls of sloughs, nephroids of free Sylvester's bicorn. The new moon disappears after it rises, appears just before it sets. Think of that. The full moon later and later each night is chalked up at noon. Be precise. Authority is magic. When you think you've got it straight, wax wane declination, feel the movement under your hand one summer morning as you observe it set, then rise that night. Always use a well-sharpened pencil, followed by a good eraser. Watch the white emerge. All right, and that is it for this episode, folks. I hope that you all have a really wonderful week. Stay safe, stay well, go easy, and, well, if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Roundtable Radio is brought to you with the generous support of our Kofi patrons. If you enjoy our community and the projects we do, please consider donating the price of a monthly coffee by signing up on our Kofi page at kofi.com/roundtablewriters. Our music is Spring off the 1941 album Folk Songs of the Americas and uploaded to the Internet Archive by the Cali Austin Foundation. Roundtable Radio is made available under the Creative Commons license BYNCSA. This license allows reusers to distribute remix, adapt, and build upon the material in any medium or format for non-commercial purposes only, and only so long as attribution is given to the creator. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode.